Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. based on fiction. All right, welcome to another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. This is Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by... Brian, the first host, the OG. <laughs> been a long time. It's been a while. Been a while. So we decided to get together today to talk about, and as we record this, this is the eve of one of the most, probably the most anticipated run, well, uh, release of this property in comic book form, probably ever. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of, it's a book that's got, coming out, it's got a lot of hype. A lot of hype. Uh, already skyrocketing in value, and yep. it ain't even released yep. due to what I'm assuming is a marketing ploy by the publisher. I could be wrong, but, um, I think it was a way of, uh, being able to boost sales even more. Could be. And, I mean, but, this company doesn't really care about sales that much. No. Because, like, they have a lot of good books, and they don't really hype anything. It's coming out on the week of my birth. Oh, so you might say uh, that they knew this and they pushed it back all these times just for you. Could be. It's a book, what, 30 years I'm making? No, more than that, because you know, I'm 34 and it came out in like 84, so like 30, 30 oh, plus original. years. It was the original storyline they had written. Oh, the I got creators you, I got you. Yeah, so that probably um, was, was probably about 30 years. Um, And, and that book, and also, uh, something else I'll say about it, and then um, so far... All of the uh, preamble about it is saying that it does live up to the hype and maybe even exceeds the hype. Um, but these days, to be fair, we do live in an era where people will kind of buy their uh, review. Yeah. So you never know how biased this might be. Because, uh, and uh, I will tell you in one second what we're talking about. But because the thing is, this is the darkest story of this property ever. No, it's not. Because the one that we, the one that just finished, is the darkest one ever. There's no way that this book is going to be darker than that. There's no fucking way. The the series or the run? The run that we that just finished uh, that was also had a big gap in their publication. Okay, I it, didn't know if you're talking about the original, the main series right now, because I'm yeah. still not caught up on that. Yeah, that's not dark at all anymore. But yeah, that book, there's no way that this book is going to be darker <laughs> than that. Or can't be as weird as that. No, but yeah, it can't be as weird. <laughs> it definitely won't be as weird. Or, or, or even dark. It can't Wait, be as, and we will reference that. This, yes. this is a. Should we get into what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, so right. we're talking about TMNT, the last Ronin, and so this is going to be an episode the, the dedicated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this has been something. This is a. This is a property that is near and dear to I believe to both mine and Evan's hearts. Yeah, um, I think you've heard us talk about it on various episodes in the past. Not at nothing at great length because usually when we bring it up, it's on a. Best of, or like when we when we have a uh, Chad in the studio, yeah. um, when we're talking about like favorite '80s cartoons or mm-hmm. favorite properties or something like that, we'll talk about it, but not at great lengths. Um, and then we were sitting, there, uh, me and Evan were talking about the last grown in. I want to say a week ago, yeah, as he's been asking me repeatedly when I'm going to be back in the studio <laughs> to be on the show, uh, which due to a pandemic has uh, proven a little more difficult than I thought. <laughs> but I'm here now. I'm here now. Which I think this is my first in-studio 
episode since March. Has been February, March? Yes. Definitely. When I committed that I was going to start doing it at least monthly. <laughs> then the world ended. Um, I think I was able to do two phone-in episodes, which were easy. I would do more if I could find, if we could find the time where I didn't have other people in my house to do it gotcha. when I'm doing it. Yeah. I get weird and paranoid when I'm on the phone uh, <laughs> when there's other people in the house. If I, if I was just me, uh, I would do more, uh, which we can always plan on. Might still be easier. That um, definitely is the easiest way to podcast. And now yeah. that I figured that out, that's definitely like... So hopefully we'll get one. And we might have to, because sitting there thinking about this, I don't think this is going to be a done-in-one episode. There's a lot of history to talk about. So are you saying that this might be yet another show within our, our network that maybe won't get finished? It would do one over a year. No, because I actually do want to talk do, do this one. Because there's a lot about the history of Teenage Mutant and Cheryl's that you know that I don't, yeah. because there's a, lo- a lot of gaps though where I got out of it. It was yeah. too kid, it was too kiddish yep. for me. I'm like, oh, I'm an adult. I don't, I don't watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those are for kids. Um, and then I want to say it was up until recently, in the last maybe five, ten years, I got, I really got into it and started yep, revisiting a lot of uh, stuff. So, but I think those are things that you kind of kept up to date with yeah. that I didn't. Um, Probably when the IDW a series started. So also, you- also uh, one thing for you and also for like listeners out there, uh, everything that I'm going to say on this show or series is going to be very influenced by the a very good channel called the Old Turtles Den. Although this guy doesn't know like a lot about the comic books, but in terms of like the, the weird shit, like the, a background story of like the next mutation, like he had a he had a really good episode. It's probably 25 minutes. They discuss every movie that didn't come out. And, like, he had, like, art from it, like, the premises and shit. And like, from, like, the 90s movies? Yeah, because, like, they've had, like, a, I think it was eight movies that were supposed to come out that never came out. Like, after the Turtles in Time? Yep. And <laughs> some were actually really interesting. Really? Yeah. So, we'll get into that. So, so should we, I know we probably, we probably talked about, let's do a brief history of TMNT. Okay. And what got us into it. So, for anyone who don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a property, I want to say, made in 1984. Four or five. That's all. Um, by... Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, and it started as a self-published self-published comic book um, by two people that loved comics and were just trying to. I think it was trying to make something fun for themselves, especially uh, Jack Kirby. Yeah, and realistically, it was just a spoof of yeah, to an extent, a spoof of Daredevil. There's a word for a spoof that isn't comedy. I can't think of it right now, but that's what this was. Homage? No. It not really matter because definitely a, a, a because they Daredevil had elements. the foot. Cl- I mean, had the hand, so they had the foot. They had and then he had sticks, so they have splinter as their mentor. Mm-hmm. So I know that it was a running joke for the longest time that the tur- the history of the turtles were made from the backstory of Daredevil, where yes, Daredevil was blind. Uh, saved yes. an old saved a blind man from a, a truck that out of control truck that was had chemicals. The chemical splash blinded Matt Murdock as a child, and then those chemicals fell down the sewer. Yep. And originally, before it was uh, ooze or the mutant gen or whatever, yep. it was the chemicals that blinded Matt Murdock that fell down the sewers and created the Ninja Turtles. was kind of the ongoing joke that I think Eastman and Laird had originally stated. Which is actually really cool, and I wish... And and here's the thing, so this is probably the second time. Um, Marvel has a working relationship with with uh, fucking IDW, like everyone seems to like, they're like the kind of company that everyone else loves. I don't know how how, how it became that way, but probably because I think John Barber kind of runs it, and like he came from Marvel. 
Well, you know, Marvel has those imprints through IW. Yeah. Like that. So I don't know why they won't do a, a TMNT and Daredevil instead of doing TMNT and Batman, which doesn't fit as well because he was made to be because uh, they're made to be in Daredevil. separate universe. Yeah, they're made to be in that universe. So I don't know why they keep doing Batman, and I don't know why Marvel will let DC do like their books that they don't want to do, like that, like a fucking uh, some Star Wars kid books. Uh, the Disney book, but they won't do the storyline. That I think is probably will be the most anticipated thing on this property besides the Glass Roman. Yeah, because that would be a, a dope series. That that uh that fucking Matt Murdock finds out that like when he turned blind, ooh, also make the turtles fucking mutant. But would it be an offshoot? Or you, would you set that in the Marvel universe? Because they sudden, definitely wouldn't. You'd have to all of a sudden have to have to explain how mutants are either all these mutants are around or take all this history of mutants away, with the exception of the. Port. Four turtles and splinter. Exactly. So, uh, which I say take it back to a basic. But there's always been mutants. Actually, but um, yeah. Um, so when did you first discover the teenage mutant? Um, well, hold on one second. Okay, I'm sorry. So going back real quick to the original series. Yeah. So it was a very self-published underground book. Yep. That they did like sold properly, copies. sold sold really well somehow, but didn't sell a lot because there weren't a lot of issues. They only could publish what they could pay for. But they sold out, which means that they did do good. So, I think I think what made it essentially popular was the name. Because all of a sudden... What is this? Um, toy companies wanted to make these action figures of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but no one knew who it was. And so, they... Uh, uh, I want to say back in 89, or no, about 87, 88, yeah. what was not Hasbro, was it Playmates, Playmates. Uh, wanted to make this line of action figures called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they needed a commercial to sell them, so they said, make a cartoon. And this is yeah. where I started getting into the Ninja Turtles, Got which was the question you mm-hmm. had just asked me, um, is I remember the first run of action figures, which I think consisted of Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, Splinter, Shredder, Shredder and, and April, push- and a foot soldier. Yeah. I think maybe I don't even think Bebop and Rocksteady were in that no. first round, were they? And I don't think that the April was either. I guess you could see a female action figure too. So I think it was like Turtles, Splinter, Splinter Shredder, and a Foot Soldier. I think maybe even not even Splinter. No, Splinter was he had that cloth cape. And but the first run, though, like the very first run, I could be wrong. But I thought I thought it was Turtles, Shredder, and like a Foot Soldier. And we can check that out yep. or see if we can find out. But anyway, so that's where as uh, back in '89, I would have been six or seven because I was. Three or four. And I want to say, maybe the exception of Silverhawks, those were my first kind of action figures that I collected that I would, really? I would get. Maybe I had some uh, Ghostbusters. But I, don't know, I was never a He-Man, I was never a G.I. Joe, thing like that. I've never seen, as far as I recall, I've never seen a Silverhawks action figure or cartoon. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never seen them in stores. I think I have a DVD of the first season of really? Silverhawks. Um, but that could be for another episode. That would be like probably a 10 episode because I couldn't tell you anything <laughs> about it at this point. I liked it as a kid, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Um, sorry, but I got into sorry, it. But what channel did you come? I, I was curious. Channel or, or time? Oh, was it early in early early more like 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 six or seven? I remember watching it. Probably a Saturday morning. If I were to guess, really probably a Saturday, Saturday morning. It's I don't know, but I want to say it was the same time as uh shit. What was the other era of cartoons around that time? Because you being in Bay City, you may have had different cartoons. I had in even Saginaw. Oh no, I was in Saginaw at that time. Really? I'm, I'm from Saginaw. So Cox Cable or was it on a regular ass TV charter? Back in the day, it was Cox Cable. Cox. I, I I don't recall, but, uh, but that shit always is, is of 
interest to me. Like, what time it came on? Because I remember, uh, this is tangible. I can never watch fucking the old Spider-Man, the old, old Spider-Man, or fucking RoboCop, because it only came on UPN. Those came on Sunday morning, so I could watch it at my grandma's house in Bridgeport, but out of my house. I used to get mad as fuck. And it came on 6.30 and 7. I woke up at, like, 7.30. See, and I remember, I always remember Saturday morning cartoons. And for any viewers of the show want to know why I've never been on any topic of conversation about wrestling or in any episode with wrestling with Randy, is simple fact, my disinterest in wrestling was from as a kid on Saturday mornings at noon, yep. wrestling came out and it stopped my goddamn <laughs> cartoons and that's all I wanted to watch. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Um, yeah, it did, though. But back to the Turtles, so it was, I'm trying to think of my first... I, I can pinpoint, I know exactly my first uh, interaction, first knowledge of Ninja Turtles oh, yeah. okay. was before the cartoon started, I want to say, um, living at my old old house in the uh, city of Saginaw. Uh, one of, I, there weren't a lot of kids that lived around me. Like we Growing up, it wasn't like, oh, we, you ride your bike to your friend's house and stuff like right. that, lived in the city. Um, and there was only two other kids that lived by me, and there was one across the street from me, mm-hmm. and then if you go into the, my backyard, you could hop the fence, and there was one, and it was one of my best friends growing up. Um, I had, uh, gone over to his house, jumped the fence, and him and his bro- little brother came over, they just, the parents just bought him these new, uh, action figures, and I remember it was a Rocksteady figure, mm-hmm. and, oh shit, which was the other one? Be- I want to say maybe it was, be- they had a Bebop Rocksteady and one Turtle. Okay. Um, which turtle that was, I don't know. But I'm like, what are these? These things look cool as shit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you never seen something like that. I mean, I I had friends that had He Man, so like you kind of seen like the Man at Arms and shit like that, the yeah. different action figures. But like these, at that point in time, uh, you know, really detailed figures, and they had the weapons. <laughs> at that time, they were. You're right. Had all those fucking weapons in the back. Yeah. Trophy um, hatchers. Hatchers. <laughs> so you had to snap out of the plastics. <laughs> uh, one color, like orange or some weird yeah. shit. And I found out that's what they were the Teenage Mutant Turtles. So I went home. I'm like, Mom, I, I want these figures. Mm-hmm. And I think it had to have been my birthday. Was I mean, we weren't rich or nothing. I come to find out, I got a lot of Ninja Turtle figures uh, as time went by uh, Randy, from Grandma. Randy was rich when we had all the play sets. I've never had a play set in my life. I did have some Ninja Turtle play sets. You were rich. <laughs> and I'll go into detail on some of those because I can remember a lot of them. Um, but because um, some of those are things like I did. I was never big into the vehicles and shit like that. Yeah, like us, we had tons of vehicles, but the actual places. We had an X Men one, but yeah, but um, but I did, but I did have like I had the initial party wagon. I think we had a party. I had the blimp, and I thought that was the dumbest thing. Cause I think fucking popped after it got one use. Um, there was some sort of like sewer like thing that the villains rode in, and it was like, like a jet ski almost. Wasn't it like a catapult thing? that Uzo? Yeah, I don't think I had that one. I think we did have that one, but I did have the sewer place that. Oh, wow. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. And this one, I had the Mega Crane with the body. Oh, shit. Look at you, balling. And I did have the Technodrome. Whoa. <laughs> we have any of that. I think the Technodrome was the elite of the elite uh, back then. But that was like, my grandma would bought that one for me. And that was like a end of the school year gift or something gotcha. like that. Like, it wasn't like, oh, hey, this is just a because gift. Um, but that's where I was lucked out. I was the youngest grandchild by many years. Like, by a lot of years. I mean. It's like 10, like, right? Uh, my closest, I'm 38, I'm more than 10 years, 15 years. Your next closest cousin probably has grandkids. 
Uh, well, my sister has a grandkid. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just had it like in the last week or, or last two weeks, which makes me a thirty-eight year old. Or no, th- I'm sorry, fucking. Uh, it's a Saturday. I'll be thirty-eight, thirty-seven year old great great uncle. <laughs> so that tells you anywhere where I am. I, I don't. Call, I always joke around, say I was the mistake of the family, which I was not. But uh, my dad originally was married, then got divorced, had married again, and that made me the youngest. I have. I'm closer in age to my. Uh, Second cousins than I am my first cousins. On both sides of the family, actually. <laughs> um, but see, here's the thing. I don't people people think I was poor. I definitely wasn't poor. I just think that my family didn't really like toys and, and play sets, so I never bought them. But you also got a brother, right? And, and I have one a brother. Is it just one brother? Yep. See, I have a sister, but my sister's twenty one years older than me, and she was living in Texas by the yeah. time I was born. So I, you might as well say I was an only child. I was my mother's yeah. only child. Um, so, I mean... Because we got comic books and toys every Sunday after church. Like, after church, it was, uh, KFC or Old Country Buffet, and then, like, Kmart or, like, Flea Market. And we got comic books every Sunday and a toy every Sunday, because that's back when, like, the fucking... Well, they're four ninety nine, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um... I thought it was a good time. So, that's how kind of how I got into Ninja Turtles. It wasn't until years later that I realized Ninja Turtles were actually a comic book before any of this because then all of a sudden you had the second iteration of the Ninja Turtles comic book away from Mirage which was the Archie series which I got into which is how I got into comics too really? those are I think the Archie Ninja Turtles comics were my first comic books I ever owned really okay. and I remember like I you'd sit there I remember back when I was like probably 10 years old and when I first got in the idea of like collecting comics there were no bags there were no boards there were just random ass issues that were uh, at a grocery store or, or a corner store. 7-Eleven. Or Spinneret, mm-hmm. which I'm looking just like at in Evan's uh, studio <laughs> right now. Um, but my, I always look forward to the days my grandma would pick me up from school. She'd take me to 7-Eleven. i get Slurpee, candy bar, and a comic book. It was always a grandparent. And she just gave me the money, said so go in there and get yep. <laughs> and, and, like, I never went inside. <laughs> because at, like, a 7-Eleven, it was so small and it was all glass. So if you didn't go in by yourself... They can still watch you. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a big store like a fucking Target. Meyer or something. Yeah. Um, but, and you you didn't have consecutive issues. You'd have like, oh, here's issue nine. And that'd be maybe two months, three months later, you get issue 14. Yep. Uh, and stuff. And you just read them and stuff like that. But that's when I kind of started getting into comic books. I liked them. And the first idea of actually seeing, fuck, internet wasn't a thing. So I have no idea where I'd even see this. Hello. Um. Probably. But seeing how much back issues of comics were valued at, and I remember seeing like Ninja Turtles number one was a very. Yeah. I'm like, I got this. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I got Ninja Turtles one. It's like it's like a three hundred dollar book. Yeah, it was back then. Uh, Not twist. Yeah. <laughs> Not that uh, There was a completely different Ninja Turtles one uh-huh. that was uh, not the Ninja Turtles I was used to. And at this point in time, I still never knew about it. And then fast forward, I want to say the night. 1990, when the Ninja Turtles movie first came out, by yeah. New Line Studios, and I remember, because what seemed like uh, eons to me of when I first got into Ninja Turtles, to when the first Ninja Turtles movie came out, I'm like, I've, I've been in love with Ninja Turtles for years, wow. I've known about it, come to find out it can only have been like, max. Well, back then, like, years were a long time. Yeah, and I'm like, and I remember, I went and seen the movie The Wizard, with wow. Fred Savage, wow. of Wonder Years fame. Uh, in theaters, and they had. That's when I seen the preview for Nin- Teenage really? Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. I'm like, holy shit, that was better than the whole movie <laughs> of the Wizard to me. 
I'm like, I need to see this. This is what this is what I have to I'm live for. Made for. Yeah. So opening day, I don't remember who I went with, but I remember I went and seen Ninja Turtles opening day. And I'm like, this is good, but this ain't the cartoon that I know. This is yeah. dark. Yeah, because in in 1990 I was like three or four, so you were probably like six or seven, right? Uh, I'd have been seven and eight. So like, yeah, so that's a lifetime away from where I was mentally. But so. Did you see the Ninja movie in theaters? I saw two in theaters. So you didn't see the first one. Do you remember the first time you seen it? Uh, yes. Because, um, I may have eaten it first. But, essentially, when, because uh, my grandma was a G. She knew that at that time we liked the Turtles. And I think it's because I, I, my gateway drug was a cartoon. NES game. Video games? We should talk about what part of that game. But anyway, um, so whenever Batman came on TV or Turtles, she called her mom and it had her tell us. Every single time, it, it, it come on two nights back in the back to back. Said, "Tell Lars and Evan that Batman's on." Every time it came on, Batman the animated series. No, Batman the movie. Oh, so if that movie came on or turtle, and that's two movies that were not really for kids. But as a kid, because it was hard to believe there was only a um, on, Batman eighty nine and then Turtles ninety. What month did Ninja Turtles come out? I think it was uh, fall or March 30th. Oh, so okay. there wasn't even a year. Because I want to say Batman was June 30th, if I remember correctly. That's one of the first big summer blockbusters since the draw. Yeah. Batmania, they called yep. it. Yep. But I never saw Batman in theaters. I've seen Batman Returns, but I remember seeing I remember seeing Batman. I couldn't tell you the first time where I was the first time I seen Batman, Batman in the movie. I can't believe But I remember it scared much. the fuck out of me. And I remember there was two scenes in particular when Joker used the joy buzzer and fried mm-hmm. the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't watch it. Like, that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I want to say when he dressed up like the mime and then took the pen and did yeah. it as a dart into the guy's neck. Um, was that or when he pretended like his face was melting like that? Uh, but, yeah, definitely not a movie for kids. Uh, which is that respect in 1990 with Batman Returns. Batman, Batman Returns fucked up the whole Batman movie, you know. If uh, Tim Burton would have scaled it back a little bit, he probably could have stayed on for three. Oh, yeah. Once, he, once they couldn't sell Happy Meal toys. Yeah. Uh, but wow. Batman Returns actually is a movie that grow- is good. It grows on. I didn't watch Batman Returns as an adult. I've never seen it as an adult. Oh, really? I challenge you to. Because I remember where it was more boring to me as a kid. It's actually a very good movie. One was boring to me. Uh, I only I only like the scenes with Batman and then the scene when, when a Joker, because as a kid, you know, and like it's probably why I'm weird now. But I thought it was so interesting that the Joker had his Joker face, but he would paint it like a normal Anglo-Saxon on top of the Joker makeup. That was so so intriguing to me. Yeah, I'm like this is weird. This is so bizarre, but 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 it worked. And then no, the part that scared me, Batman one was like a girlfriend with that personal mask on. Oh, that yeah. scared the fuck out of me. See, those were the boring parts to me. I, I, I almost think as a kid I would just fast. I didn't know who Boss Carl Grissom was or yeah. all these other characters. I just wanted to see Bruce Wayne. I wanted to see Batman. I wanted to see Batman fighting. The boring character. I wanted to see Fat Jim Gordon. Cop blocking over uh over quarter. Knox. Yeah, he was just boring problem. <laughs> what the fuck is this dude in this movie? Cock block. As a uh, kid, I knew this dude was a cock blocker. We need a, well, I think it was just we need to add some comedy into this. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. Who's this guy from HBO Arliss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Arliss. <laughs> um, but we're... I uh, saw a little Batman tangent. But no, anyways. That's fine. Cause it, so Ninja Turtles 1 was a dark movie. Come to find at out. At the time, it, it, it didn't seem super dark to me. But it was. It wasn't, it was. the, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the cartoon. Yes. And it's probably... Now, this tangent is on topic. This is might be a hot take. 
and I may have told you this, uh, I thought about it recently. The first movie is probably the most accurate comic to film adaptation ever. And probably one of the best comic book movies ever. I would agree with you. I would but agree with you. People never think about it because you think turtles, think cartoon. Yeah, because I went into that movie and like, where's Bebop and Rocksteady? <laughs> never realizing that Bebop and Rocksteady were made for the cartoon. They were yep. never part of the uh, original comic. Fast forward to when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Use, two Secret that of the Use came out. upset. In the and theater. I'm like, and they, I don't know if you remember the poster, and they're staring at the ooze, and all you see is the shadows on the yep. side. I'm like, Baby. they don't look like Bebop and Rocksteady, but, but it has got to be it's them. Gotta be them. Who else could it yeah. be? <laughs> I didn't find out. Over Tozar and Razor. Toka and Razor. Uh, that made me, and then I think I did read an article about why they couldn't do Bebop and Rocksteady. I think it was a uh, rights issue for the cartoon. Was I, it? I think so. Because I've never figured that out. Because that made me so fucking mad. Like, they have two characters who could have easily been Bebop and Rocksteady. Why the fuck aren't they Bebop and Rocksteady? I was mad. Two mutants that he creates that are dumb as fuck. Bro, I was in the theater mad as fuck. The first time I saw it, because that's when my... So this is getting ahead, but... It's an on-hand tangent. Yeah, but this is, uh, like, the fifth year of this network. I think people know by now that we get off on tangent, but we're still kind of on topic. But anyway, um, because... That's back when my parents first separated. Then when they first separated, my dad would take us to movies and shit. Cause like that's the first time I saw Batman Returns was I think either with my grandma on my dad's side or my dad. I think they both took us. There. Then the second movie they like took us to see before his option was um, Turtles Two. And then um I was in the theater mad as fuck. I probably even said something out loud like Why the fuck are these be Bob and Rock steady? Why Why does an official Turtles movie have a bootleg be Bob and Rock steady? That's probably one of the biggest, most egregious spells they've ever made in anything Turtles related. Because that killed the movie for me. It killed the whole movie for me. Did not for me. I enjoyed it. It killed it. Killed we'll come, let's finish up with the first movie. Yep. Then we'll get back into Turtles 2. Yep. So, a couple things. One of my first reactions from, uh, I agree with you 100%, probably the most comic accurate movie ever. Ever. Special following the first, well, just an issue, wasn't it? Not even the first storyline, well, just the first issue. When they went to New Hampton. I mean, yeah, like, oh, oh, like the cabin part? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's straight from the books. And Shredder, the final fight scene with Shredder. Um, and may have also, well, I was going to say, it started the trend of killing the villain, but that was Batman. Um, and Superman, I think, too. Yeah. The foot soldier stuff, though, like, the, yeah. the training the foot soldier, I don't know if that wasn't from the, like, the kid. but I'll tell you what confused the fuck out of me is, I sat there watching that movie, and I'm like, these robots. They're yeah. supposed to be robots. Yeah. Come to exactly. find out that they were, foot soldiers were always Humans. Actual human or ninjas, teenagers, and they created them as robots for the show because you couldn't kill. They didn't want to show killing on the cartoon. And this is how advanced I was as a kid. Not saying I'm. A, I thought in my mind, I said, "Okay, so these aren't robots because they probably can afford to have robots in the movie." But I, I probably also thought that you have real robots and they were working. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I thought turn into humans because it's cheaper. I'm like, yeah, it must be cheaper to do it that way. So, um, you know. Couple facts about the car, the movie because I think is it Ninja Turtles one and I don't know if it still has it on it. I think some, a lot of movies not nowadays, but for, it had a record for a long time. It was the number one independent because it yeah. was an independently made it, it movie, um, which I think is ironic because it was an independently made comic too. Yeah, and because I think that the new the new line took over on number two. I think the one was like uh, like some fucking shit like Toxic Avenger fucking uh, um, studio. It was like three letters. I remember that. Yes, it was. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, but New Line took over, I think, on the second one. 
or maybe the home video rights for the first. I want to say home video rights. Yeah, and then like the sunrises. But but yeah, but yes, for a long time it was definitely the uh, number one independent movie of all time. Which um, it made it had a budget of thirteen million five hundred thousand, which is actually a big budget for back then. That really is. But opening weekend made twenty five million. Uh, Domestic gross one hundred thirty five million, worldwide gross two hundred one. Off a thirteen million dollar budget, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking amazing. So that started Turtle Mania. Got rid of Batman and went right into Turtle Mania <laughs> <laughs> with the tagline "This ain't no cartoon," which no, it wasn't. No. But how long was it afterwards that you realized how good of an adaptation it was? Uh, two weeks. Oh, really? That I realized that this was probably the best and most accurate. Comic book movie of all time because it isn't because as a kid you think it's an adaptation of the cartoon but it's not Mm-mm. two and three probably were well this was an a- adaptation two more so no. yes but it was an adaptation of the comic book the not the Archie in the like comic book that we had at yeah, the time Mar- Mirage which I don't had barely heard of yeah um yeah I, I realized it was years ago which I always thought it would be cool and I'm shocked they never did it. But do a black and white version of the Ninja Turtles one. I think it'd actually be probably kind of cool, like an yeah, anniversary yeah. edition. Because yeah. another known fact, Ninja Turtles, the original comic book, was a black and white comic yeah. book. There was no colors. There was no different colored bandanas. To that point, probably the only thing that they took from the cartoon was like the pizza, pizza, and then like the color banana. They were all cowabunga and shit like that. In the- that was the cartoon, wasn't it? Yes, and... The humor. The teenage, the teenager. The, the, the teenage humor part of it. Not like the campiness. I mean, but that cartoon wasn't really campy. Like, not the kiddies factor, you say. They took, they, they were kind of like the proto uh, IDW. They took what worked and then put that and then retrofit that into the old storylines. Yeah. That's what they did. They took like the, the catchphrase because you're a movie trying to sell, you got to have a catchphrase. And then Pizza had a tie in with Pizza Hut. That mm-hmm. makes sense put that in there. And then because from, uh, Merchandising standpoint, you have to have different character or different things so people can tell them apart. So yeah, so it, 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 everything they took from the uh, cartoon made sense. Yeah, it was kind of a cross between the first couple issues of the Mirage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle car- yep. uh, comic book and the pilot episode of the cartoon. Yes, because if you remember when April's running from the ninjas in the cartoon in the first episode, and then she uh, runs into the brick wall and yep. passes out, so they take her and she wakes up. And they're making, like, the breakfast pizzas with Cocoa Puffs and shit like that. And then Splinter's off in her sushi. I want to say that was something like that. They were making weird kind of pizzas in the movie. Also, April being a a reporter as opposed to, like, I know in IDW. Uh, Assistant. She was some back to Shockman's assistant, I believe, in the old books, was she? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. So. And she was black. No. Baxter was black in the comic book. I thought April was, too. She had curly hair, but she wasn't black, though. I'm gonna pull. Now be careful. That might be a, be a load bearing. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull that out. <laughs> I didn't like the movie for the show. Because that shit is sit Um, she had curly hair like the bitch from. I mean, like the young lady from Flash Day. I don't think she was black. Baxter Sackman was definitely. What a feeling. And then the. Uh, What's your thought? So let me ask you this. What's your thought on them whitewashing Baxter? It was eighties. It was eighties. Did they have one black character on it? Except for the no. bad guy, like the henchman. No, but one turtle was black. I mean, like, he had a black voice. Bebop was black. So, but, like, the actor that played him or, like, his... Oh, no, the, the human form of Bebop always yes. has been. Yes, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. And I think in every incarnation that they've had him. Yes. But, uh, and they explain why they did it, but it's basically because that's that's how they... Um, also, uh, what is interesting as an overarching theme of this entire uh, episode and show is the fact that Eastman and Laird are the only creators that I can think of besides Bill... 
England, the guy that made the tick, tick, who mm-hmm. have been involved in every iteration of the character. Well, Eastman. Larry was in like uh, the most of them. Eastman was gone since uh, the last ooh. I mean, since uh, the new mutation, he gave up. And then Lair took over when it had the, the best cartoon, in my opinion. And then all the books came out then. And so then when IDW bought the property, he said, you know what, Lair? You've done good work, but like, we got it from here. And then it hired Kevin Eastman. Really? Yep. So basically, they had equal times, singular, and and uh, together. I know, because I've seen, Ke- I met Kevin Eastman. Well, like last year, I believe. No, I think it was early this year. It might have been. January, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He was in Detroit. For it wasn't a comic con. What I thought was a comic con, but it wasn't a comic con. Sci-fi con, like horror, horror con that uh, Detroit they put out in Novi. Um, and I got, I think I have a picture. If not, I'll send to you. So I got a sketch by him, autograph and sketch by him. You see what? Um, I don't know if you can put it on the Twitter, but he's on Twitter, the Facebook page. Um, uh, but uh, I can make that episode. Oh, okay. um, but he actually said the first movie was his favorite. Oh, of oh, the property ever. Yeah. Well, the closest to maybe the original, the best, with the exception of the first comic book. Huh. Interesting. Um, so then you get into Ninjago Secret Views, which we're going to end this one, and we'll come back in and talk about the second.